Download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, what we're looking forward to. Episode 27 of Season 3, over two and a half years of weekly podcast each and every week talking sports about what's going on right here in the Springfield area. My guest this week is Lamphere head coach Blake Turner. But first, as always, here's what I saw in the past week. Last Thursday, the boys kicked off the city tournament and the seeds held. Southeast defeated Sacred Heart Griffin and Lamphere beat Springfield High. On Friday, the seeds held again. First up, Springfield High girls beat Lamphere. Then Southeast and Springfield High boys went to battle, but Jalen Simmons and the Spartans prevail. SHG girls rallied to beat Marissa Gant and the Southeast Spartans. And finally on Friday, Jaquan Holman steps up big and Lamphere rallies to beat SHG. More on that and the title game with this week's guest in a couple minutes. But that leads us to Saturday at City. The Springfield High Senators get it done on the girls' side. Congrats to the Schefflers as Emma and Brad win the city title in her senior season. Finally, in the boys' game, Lamphere beats Southeast. The Lions are city champs again. More on that with Blake shortly. No games on Monday thanks to the ice. On Tuesday night, I was in Lincoln to see the rail splitters beat Springfield High by 49 points. Yeah, Lincoln is that good. A new episode of the season with Lincoln is coming soon on Channel 1450's premium side. So keep an eye out for that. On Wednesday night, I was in Chatham where the SHG Cyclone girls rebounded well from the loss at City to beat Glenwood in CS8 girls action. And that leads me to what's coming up on Channel 1450. Thursday night, I will be in Chatham again, this time for Central State 8 Wrestling. Two regional champs from last season going to battle for what is the Central State 8 Wrestling title this season. Jacksonville at Glenwood. I can't wait to see that one on Thursday. We will also have highlights from... The Lincoln Girls at Taylorville Girls and Olympia at Porta Girls Basketball on Thursday night. On Friday, we will have Jacksonville at MacArthur Boys Basketball, Riverton at Pleasant Plains Boys Basketball, and Auburn at Athens Boys Basketball. All three of those highlights up Friday night. On Saturday, we will have a couple games from the Illini Prairie versus Sagamel Girls Basketball crossover day, Plains in the morning, and Porta in the evening. We will also have Glenwood at Rochester Boys Basketball on Saturday night. Jumping into next week, what's coming up? MacArthur is at Southeast Boys Basketball on Tuesday. Auburn is at Pleasant Plains on Tuesday on the boys' side. And Muhammad Seymour is at Lincoln for girls' basketball on Tuesday. All right, that's what's coming up on Channel 1450. Let's get to this week's guest, city champion and Lanfear Boys Basketball head coach, Blake Turner. All right, I'm joined this week by Blake Turner, city champ. How's it feel to say... You're the city champ again. That's that's always that can't never you can never get tired. No, of that's that. a, no, that's always special, man. We um, city is one of those things that it's on the checklist every year. You know, you you want to get the bragging rights. Um, you kind of want to win that in season tournament in that atmosphere that kind of provides like that sectional regional championship feel. And um, you know, we worked hard to prepare to be ready for city and. Um, we wanted to be trending in the right way, and I'm, I'm proud of the kids and how they came out and responded. What advantage do you think that city teams have for going through the city tournament compared to conference teams? Because I feel like you know playing three nights in a row kind of gets you ready for just the grind, and you know you've got to be up for every game, and uh, just you know once you get in the regionals, you could play you know back to back situations or stuff like that, where a lot of teams don't don't have that back to back to back. No, absolutely. You know, it's it's, it's a you know. Thanksgiving, you, you get three games, and it's kind of stretched out over an extended period of time. You play Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. Um, 
the holiday tournaments are really, you know, those are big time. You play, we play four games in three days at peak, and so yeah. we're kind of used to that. But, you know, just even with the vibe of the kids, it's kind of like there's no sense of urgency in those games. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you want to win them, but I can just tell that it's like all on the line yeah, there. Yeah. This this was different. It was a different feel. You know, the kids were different in the locker room. They were different in their preparation. Um, a couple of the kids came up to me last week, and they're like, Coach, can we uh, can we get the gym and go over some plays? And I'm like, I kind of see you. It kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, you know, I kind of wanted this energy before we went to Quincy <laughs> and started the season, yeah, right? But I'll take it now, yeah. you know. And I, and I think that they're understanding the importance. I think the seniors are understanding that it's their last one, and uh-huh. you know, and, and and I think that's the energy that's starting to permeate through our locker room right now. And I think that that's really positive for our program. Well, I feel like, like you said, you kind of do a checklist throughout the season, and like you said, the holiday tournament, especially Christmas tournament, you're really you're a month into the season, so you're figuring out, you know, what the pieces are and where to put them, but. Now, when you get to city, it's like okay, these pieces better be performing because we turn the page, turn the calendar, and we're getting ready for regional. Like you have to start saying, "This is this is my you know seven to ten guys," and Absolutely. that's it. Like yeah, we, we're we're shoring up the rotation. Um, your execution has to be better. Um, every team is executing better, so mistakes are more costly now. You know where it's like. You know, guy misses a closeout early on in the season. You're like, hey, you're going to have to get out on that. He's going to make that. Well, now they're making them, you know. So And so now the leash is kind of shorter on the guys that are making mistakes. And uh, But, you know, it, it, it kind of makes practice better because now those guys are competing for those spots at 6, 7, 8, and 9. Yeah. And, you know, it really, you know, the... The sixth guy can get more minutes than the five guy if he's performing better. Right. And so, you know, that's where we are. I'm just, And as a coach, you just try to pick the right pieces. And, you know, I was, I, I was watching film the other night, and um, Juice, Amari Anderson, I, I looked at the stat sheet, and he only played eight minutes, but he was so good out there, man. He was, you know, he was efficient. He was two for two from the field. I think he had two rebounds, a steal, and a block, no turnovers. Yeah. And I didn't get him back in the game. And I'm just like, I had to find a way to get him back in the game because we need that on the floor. But at the same time, Bryshawn's playing really well and handling the ball now. And, you know, he's he does some things that don't touch the stat sheet. You can just see his confidence. Yes, you know what I mean? You can see his confidence growing. And at the same time, Kenyon is in the starting lineup. And, you know... Kenyon is a big piece of what we do defensively, and he knows all the plays, and he's never in the wrong spot. Yeah. So it's kind of trying to get a mesh of all three of those at <laughs> one position, you yeah. know, and you only have 32 minutes to do it, so it makes it tough. And then Ramel Kirkwood has really been, you know, yeah. coming in and playing that tough guy role and getting down and getting gritty. He had a huge offensive rebound and dump off to Soriano the other night, yeah. which was huge. And Soriano's another kid that's just kind of, he's finally getting into a groove. But, you know, he's... He's only nine games in. You know, he didn't start until second semester. Yeah. So we're really excited about what the future holds for him. Well, a lot of the college coaches that, you know, I listen to or pay attention to what they're saying throughout the years, like, yeah, everybody wants to be the starter, but at the same time, I'd rather have you be one of the five at the, in at the end of the game. Like, I know there's a difference, but at the yeah. same time, like, if the coach trusts you and you are performing, like, if 
foul trouble, whatever it is, like some, things happen. Like you want to be in there at the end of the game when the when the game's on the line. Absolutely, but you know, kids are kids, and social media is social media. Yeah. And, you know, everybody wants to get that video of them coming out and doing the the high five and all the little <laughs> finger stuff that all the kids do with yeah. each other. Then you know the chest bump. Put the crown that. on. Yeah, 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 but but like you said, at the end of the game, do I want to be the guy? that's doing that and sitting watching at the end of the game or do I want to be the guy that just got fouled at the free throw line when we're up two yeah. with two seconds left that I can make these two and seal the deal I'd rather be that guy um, you know and, and that's that's hard for high school kids to accept oh absolutely but I mean you know playing time is playing like you, like exactly. you said like, and you as a coach like like you said you go back and see those things and you're like oh you know I have to in the future make sure that I get juice in the like in those situations like that that builds you confident and that builds him confident. Absolutely, like, you know. Absolutely, you're really so. trying to get that group of. I don't know. How, what's your rotate like? How how comfortable are you with? You know, is it eight? Is it right now? I'm right now. I'm right now. I'm extremely comfortable with eight. Yeah. I'm comfortable with nine. Yeah. Um, Curtis, Chris is the nine, and Curtis, he you know he, he uh, Curtis is strong and physical, and he's a bigger body for us. But the problem with Curtis is that he didn't play last year, so he's he missed that year. So he's a senior, but he doesn't have four years of experience. Right. And sometimes I think the speed of the game catches up with him in critical moments. So then it's like, you know, it's like, I want to get him in to try to get him more experience because I know as the season goes on, it's, it's going to be critical. Yeah. But like I said, it's now it's... If, if, if you're out there for three bad possessions against Lincoln, you're down eight. Yeah. And, you know, just like eight. Yeah. yeah, just like that. And Neil and with against eight, Lincoln, you can't make no, a No, Neil with eight points, you're never yeah. safe. He yeah. might hold the ball for two quarters, you know, and they, and they run their precision yeah. offense, and what can you yeah. do? So, so you know, it's just trying to find a balance in between things like that. And then, you know, it, you know, kids get frustrated because, you know, the leash is longer for some kids and it's shorter for others. But, you know, at the same time, I, I mean – Jaquan gets beat back door is not like Juice getting beat back door, you know. And I don't mean that in a negative no, no, way. No. It just means Jaquan averages twenty points, and we need that. Yeah, you know. What I mean, and it's just like we got to find a way for him to get better defensively. So yeah. you know, it's it's coach is not easy, man. Yeah. You got to deal with attitudes. You have to deal with uh, you know young kids and their energy, and you know you have to deal with um, highs and lows mm-hmm. and, and disappointments and frustrations and. Off the court things you don't know. Yeah, they're, they're kids. kids you know yeah, what I mean. You know, yeah. it's like might have got grounded at home and, and got your phone taken away, and then you come to practice and you, you have an attitude and things aren't going. You know, yeah. And, and you just you just never know. Uh-huh. So I yeah. just always try to be the same. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, going back to Saturday night and just you know being able to get that trophy again. Um, the, is it sweeter when you when you've missed it for a couple of years? Like. I feel like there was a there was a period there where it was either you or LT, and it was like, okay, we know it's going to be one of two of us. But I mean, it's been a few years, so it had to feel like, oh man, this is yeah, this is it, worth it. You know? It is. It's absolutely worth it. And, and you know, you never want it to slip away. You never want. You know, you're a Packers fan. If you guys could win the conference and go to the Super Bowl every year, you'd take. I take it. Yeah. Yeah. But is that uh, who lose to you every year? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of that's kind of like how I am. You know, I. I I love Tim. He's a great guy. He's he's one of my close friends. But it was time to bring it back to the north side, yeah. and I thought that uh, it was good for Lanford Southeast to be back. You know, battling for it. Um, you know, SHG had had a, a good run over the past three years. They won three in a row. We shared that one mm-hmm. on a controversial shot. Yeah, and then yeah. they they 
we share. I don't feel the, like you feel like you won that, even though no, yeah, like, exactly. You know, it's like it. Sharing the city title and winning it outright are totally different. Yeah. When when we shared that, we shared it, but we got beat on a, a last-second shot that was clearly after the buzzer. Mm-hmm. It was in his hand after the buzzer, but, you, you know, those things are, are never going to change. And it's just like, you know, it's like, do you guys want to stay on the floor? So, so now they're celebrating and they're yeah. jumping around, yeah. and we're both two and one, yeah. but we've just suffered the, the heartbreak of the no, defeat, yeah. and they just... So we're like, no, we'll just go downstairs. Yeah. You know, and it's just there's nothing to be excited about right. or happy about. And I think that I think that you know that's tough. So I'm glad that we won it outright. And, and uh, you know, I, I think it makes for a better city tournament when there is a true championship game on Saturday night when there's two two and O teams, whoever they are, right. going against each other. Yeah. And I thought that uh, with that being on the boys and the girls side, I thought that was good. Um, you know, we feel like. We feel like we let. We feel like one got away from us because I feel like the KJ team would have won City. We uh-huh. were undefeated that year. Yeah. We won that conference tournament. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, very rarely do you get a six nine kid that can walk and chew gum, let alone a kid that's <laughs> D one yeah. like that. So yeah. you know, we feel like that was a team that we could have made a run with. That yeah. you know, at the whole thing, but you know, COVID was COVID, mm-hmm. so you can't count that year. Yeah, and then Tim had the dominant team the last two years, and you know, we're happy to get back to it. But you know. We, we want to defend it next year, and we want to try to, you know, defend it as long as we can. And yeah. I'm sure those other people are going to be hungry for it. So, you know, that's why City is City. Right. And I feel like, like you said, getting back there and you guys winning it this year, um, I mean, you saw how good SHG was with the young pieces that they have. You know Tim's not going anywhere. No. You know LT's not going anywhere. No. And you also know what Coach Warfield has and what he's capable of to where uh, they're coming. Like, absolutely. It's not – winning City's never going to be easy. No, it's, it's never going to be easy. And, you, and you, look at, you look at that Springfield High School roster and then you start looking at the numbers next to their names and you're like, he's a sophomore. They're like, they're going to be good. You know, yeah. These kids yeah. are – they're going to be good and they're finally starting to understand um, – the way that he wants them to play. And I think that, you know, as a coach, you want your energy to flow through your program and, and that's how and that's how you want it to be. Yeah. And I think that um I think that that's what you get. You know what I mean? With with all the programs. I think that L T, you know, I think that Terion Murder's kinda of kid is just like perfect L T kid. Kinda of quiet, kinda of laid back, but you look up and you're down thirty quick and, and it's dog. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's and he's yeah. a dog when it's yeah. time to be a dog. And then you look at me, it's like you get like the Yakima, Xavier, Larry Austin kind of kids that, that are just like we're here. You know, we're yeah. here. We feel like we're good. Uh-huh. We want to show you that we're good. Yeah. Give us whoever your best <laughs> guy is and let's go. And we can do it anywhere. And, and we want to go. You yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. and I think that uh, Marquise is kind of a. You know, I don't care what you do. We're going to be tough. We're going to be here. We're going to fight till the end. I don't care what the score is. Uh-huh. We're not going to change what we do. Right. If we're down 30, we're going to dive on the floor. If we're up 30, we're going to dive on the floor. Yeah. And I think that his kids are finally buying into that. Yeah. And, and you can see it. And, and I think that, like I said, you give him you give him the summer with those kids yeah. and let them play a 20-game summer like everybody else does and uh-huh. then, you know, give them the preseason with them. Yeah. And you don't, you know, you'll you'll have a you have a different team uh-huh. next year starting off at the beginning of the season. So, um, so you as a coach and as you know, evaluator of your team coming off of you know winning a city title, um, coming off of you know what you guys did in Pekin, where you, I mean, tough to lose that game the way you did, but you really were able to respond and, and come back and win a couple games in, in that tournament. Um, 
how do you feel like you've improved in the last month, and, and what are you happy about in terms of that improvement? I, I'm happy about the leadership of our kids. I, I, I always uh, tell Jaquan, Shaughnessy, and Jesse, you know, I always challenge them on their leadership, and I wasn't happy with the leaders that they were. And, you know, um, I don't think they understood the enormity of the position that they're in as kind of being the leaders of the Lanford basketball team. You know, there are times that there would be situations and I'd say something to Jaquan and he'd be like, you know, well, that's not me, that's him. And I'm like, no, but you're ultimately responsible for everybody. Yep. You know, you're the guy. Yeah. And then, you know, and it's like, um, then I tell him, you know, like like I get on And Jaquan is really, you know, I really get on him a lot because I want him to be that leader because, you know, he's thousand-point kid. He's got a chance to maybe go for 2,000, which is huge in our program. And, you know, I want him to take these lessons away from basketball. Right. You know, you wouldn't get on him if you didn't see the potential. It, like, absolutely. There's no, there's absolutely. No you know, and it's like, and, and, and like, so I put him in the other day with five guys, four other guys to do a defensive drill, and his team lost him. I'm like, you can't even get your guys going on defense. You have to be able to get them going on defense. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm doing everything. You know, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, listen, you have to get to a point where the kids around you know that it means so much to you that they don't want to let you down. Yeah. And yeah. that's when you're special. Uh-huh. And I think he's getting to that point now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, me in my selfish ways, I've challenged him to be that person since probably the beginning of his sophomore year. Yeah. But, you know, there's a maturity thing that goes along with yeah. it. and. You know, he's getting it now towards the end, you know, middle of his junior year. He's got a whole year to go, and I think that next year he'll be a great leader. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just those challenges and same things with Jesse and same things with Shaughnessy, and I think that now um, now they're starting to play together better. Now they're starting to hold each other accountable more. Now, um, now they're stopping practice and they're talking about what's going on, what can we do better amongst themselves without me having to stop yeah. and talk about it. Um, they're texting each other to get in the gym and work on plays, not just to get in the gym and fool around. Let's go in the gym and go over plays. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I text the group chat um, that, you know, I'm going to be in the gym. You know, I'm trying to get our office together and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. So I text the kids the other day. I'm like, I'll be in the gym from 1130 until 1230 if you guys want to come in and get some shots up. Yeah. And then I think maybe it was Jesse. And he's like, no, it's mandatory. Everybody go. You yeah. guys be there at 1130. Yeah. Everybody came. Yeah. You know, I think that those are the things that we weren't doing in the past two months. And I think those are the things that, that build teams. And, you know, with these guys learning that and us only having a few seniors, I think that yeah. next year can really, really be special. We just have to, you know, hit the ground running. And I feel like a lot of teams don't get that until March, until they until they lose and the season's done. Exactly. And, and then you sit there and you say, man, I wish I would have done this or we could have went in there that day. Like. I, you see that all the time, and I hear from kids all the time like I know. that. So if you can see it now, like, right. hey, then you can really say, okay, here's what needs to be done. I've been there. I've done this before. Exactly. I know. Like, and, and, and it's just getting the kids to trust you and, and believe in you. And I think that, um, I think that, you know, it's one thing for me to to sit there and say it and say it and say it. But if you don't get the results, then that's tough. And, and I, I, that was one thing about this group is that, like, I kept telling them, I'm like, you know. We're a school that's built on winning titles and winning championships, and we always want to bring titles back to the north side. Mm-hmm. You know, we we our motto used to be we're chasing titles. You know, and mm-hmm. that's what we do. And and you know, I was telling Jaquan and Jesse 
Sean to see how, you know, we haven't had a title since they've been, you know, since you guys have been leading the varsity. Yeah. And it's time for us to bring some hardware back. And um, we had an opportunity to bring home the Constellation Championship in Pekin. But like I said, I don't think the energy was the same yeah. because it's still the Constellation. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's like it, we still want to bring some hardware over the trophy case, uh-huh. but I don't think that people were ready to put in blood, sweat, and tears for it. Yeah. Whereas a city tournament, I mean, there's bodies flying. Yeah. Um, Shaughnessy was hurt, didn't want to come out. He got retaped and went back in. You know, yeah. um, there's a different kind of energy, and I think that we've got that energy right now, and that's the kind of energy that we want to keep for the rest of the year. Yeah. And I think that um, you know, plant being the best version of yourself right now at this point in the season is a good thing. I thought it was kind of a telling when when Jesse says after the game, you know, hey, our first thing was to beat SHG because we haven't done that. Yes, and you know, it's not like. In the past three years, when he's been playing, that you guys have just been blown out by forty every time. Because you look at the re- like all those different games where you guys were in those games, right? Like, that had to just keep building up inside him and inside these seniors. Where it's like, man, like we know we were there. Like we know, like we know how good that team was. Right. And we were able to play with them at time. Like, well, if you if you if you realize if you don't re- if you remember Jesse, I think he may have been a freshman that I brought up or. Maybe it was when he was a sophomore, but we were at SHG, and this is when they were really good. And uh, we were up like eight with like less than 30 seconds left to go into the halftime. And somebody had two fouls, and I put Jesse in for the person that had two fouls. And SHG scored a basket. And he's not supposed to take the ball out. He took the ball out, and he starts leaning. Yeah. And then he throws it in, and it goes right to a guy for another three. Yeah. And, and then, boom. yeah, yeah. and then yeah. boom, and now our eight point lead is two like that. And then and they get the ball out of half. And, and then they get the ball out of half. Yeah, and he's thing. never lived that down. So yeah. you know, finally got some get back for that. I right. thought you know, so um, that was important. It's important for him to to do that. Well, I also thought it was telling just that the video and the, the way we we were able to see it was when when Bryce hits that that three early. And you call a timeout, and Bryce is yelling at Shaughnessy, and Shaughnessy doesn't even yes acknowledge exactly it. because our focus yeah because our focus was to you know the end result and, and we weren't playing well right then and I, I yeah, you don't want that, them to start hot especially Bryce no Bryce, yes Bryce can score twenty five exactly like and, and, and so, he can let it go and he can shoot it and, and he's a he, he's one of the best shooters in the conference and we know that and that's the scouting uh, yeah I saw him point to his <laughs> point to his arms and. But like Tim and, and Roop said on the radio call, it's like that kid has played in state championships. Oh, yeah, he's that he knows yes. he knows how to get up, get his team up. If you go back, and, and so he was trying to get in his head, like you know, that was one of those. If you go back where, and look at the tape, Jaquan's freshman year, um, when that when they won state, when they beat us in double overtime in the regionals, uh, we were up late in that game, and he hit a huge three. Yeah. To, you know, and yeah. that was when and you know, everyone so, was like, "Who is this kid?" Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know, so and so he hit a huge through that game. So he's been making big shots ever since. And but you know, the flip side to that is, if you look at if you look at um, the film that game, five minutes left in the game. He's stretching his calves. He's cramped up because we chased him all over yeah. the place. After that, he didn't yeah. get a he didn't get a clean look after that, I and mean, he worked his tail off to yeah. get him. But we were all over him, and uh-huh. I thought that you know he went from right. smacking his arm and yeah. talking stuff to trying to be able just to be able to to go to be yeah. able to run because we were chasing him all over. And I thought that's three games in three days. It's Saturday it's, night. It's <laughs> big. Like there's a lot of things that go into Absolutely. that. Where, yeah, and, and I think you want to bring what, that energy, but at the same time, like you said, yeah, it's a 
you guys were looking at the whole game. Like, exactly. You know? And I think that that's growth on our part. Yeah. Because, you know, a month ago, Shaughnessy would have been like, give me the ball so I could dunk on him next possession. You know, but yeah. that wasn't, you know, we were chasing something bigger than yeah. just that one-on-one yeah. -on -one match with those two uh -huh. right there. And, and I think that, that, like I said, that shows the growth of our team. Yeah. Um, you talked about, you know, the, the Northside Pride, bringing trophies back to the Northside. Um, and I want to get into just a little bit of um, what you're bringing it back to now. Because the facilities and the, the just the resources that you have now, it's got to give those kids such a sense of pride to like, okay, now we have something to take care of. Like, they care, they clearly put the money into us, so now we need to take care of this and, and really show our sense of, like you said, that north side pride of this is ours now. Absolutely. There's just a huge wow factor, and I talk about it to the kids all the time because, you know, I've been there. Um, I've been there since, you know, I've been going to basketball games at Lanphier since the early 80s. Um, I was there when they won the state championship in 83. My mom's a graduate. We've always gone to city. Um, I've gone to wrestling matches in the old Gardner right. gym. You know, I've had uh, basketball practices in the Edison gym. I remember even growing up uh, when my dad had SRD teams and they would play games at Edison. You know, yeah. the stage was still <laughs> open, you know. Yeah. So, you know, just, just seeing that and the growth and the transformation and then, you know, for everyone to, for everyone in the Lamper community to be able to see that come to life is just really special. Um, it gives you a sense of pride. It, it lets you know that um, that people care about the kids over there and they want them to be successful. Um, I don't think that, when you look at that facility, it, it looks to me like whoever was in charge said, I want the best of the best for everything. And whoever was in charge on the other side said, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Because everything is immaculate. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it, to me, it's as good as it can be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course, you, of course, you know, we all have our complaints about space. I wanted a bigger office. <laughs> and I, you know, I want the whole top floor and be able to look out the window yeah. and overlook the corner. Uh -huh. You know, that's, you know, I want a Golden State Warriors coach's office. But, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's an awesome facility for the kids. It's an awesome facility for the fans. Uh, it's a great learning environment for the kids. There's, there's, there's nothing. And when I say nothing, there's like nothing that you can't learn mm -hmm. or have the ability to learn yeah. in that building. Yeah. And that's what, we wanted to provide for our kids on the north side. And then the extracurriculars become even a bigger part of it. You know, it's like, so we've got all this top-notch, we've got all this top-notch um, equipment for trades. We've got all these great computers. We've got all this great stuff in the math department. And then, you know, once you get past the academic portion of it, and then as you get into, we've got a huge esports room that's probably one of the best in the state. Yeah. It's, it's, an awesome, it's an awesome room. Um, when you go in there and you see it, you just be amazed. Um, the football facility that was finished this past fall, it's, you know, it's like a college stadium. Yeah. You know, and then we finished this field house, and I was just telling someone the other day, I graduated from Kansas Wesleyan University, um, at NAIA school, and uh, we played in the KCAC, and I think there's 12 colleges, 12 colleges, and maybe 13 or 14 now, but our facility would be top five in that in that yeah. conference right, right now. And I think that's saying a lot. Uh -huh. And I think that the kids um, understand that and they appreciate that. And, and you know, and I told them that um, the only thing that we can do to show our appreciation 
is play as hard as we can every time we get on that floor for the fans that have come out there. And, um, you know, we've played two great teams in Hyde Park and Lincoln, and we've had two dogfights, two games that have come down to the last possession. So I think that the kids are living up to their end of the battle on that. On that same note, is it hard to look at the old gym and how much sweat, how much blood, not only you, but, I mean, you talk about the legends. You talk about that state championship team that was up, like, you always look up there on the wall probably when you're practicing and, like, think about how much blood and sweat went in from... Zay, Yacht, like all those times that you guys were in those gyms all summer long, everything, like there's so much history in that gym, it's got to be a little bit hard to just say, it's, you it, know, you know what I mean? Like, Yes, it's a little, it's definitely a little hard to say goodbye to it, but you also feel like those are all the elements that went into building this yeah. and making this what it is, and those are all the things that are going to... Those are those are all the memories that will stick with um, the North Side pride and the people on the North Side mm-hmm. that will bring them into the new gym yeah. because they want to see those moments recreated yeah. and they want to see those teams competing for titles mm-hmm. and they want to see more titles brought to the North Side and I think it's my job to make the kids understand that and to understand that we're playing for something bigger than. You know, bringing a trophy back for the 15 guys in this locker room so we could cut a piece of the net and put it on our backpacks and then just walk off into the sunset. No, these are, I've got friends that call me from all over the country. I've got, well, I'll I'll rephrase that, all over the world. Yeah. Because I've got kids that are playing professional basketball overseas. Mm -hmm. Um, When I won City, uh, when I got home that night, I talked to Larry Austin, who's in England. I talked to Eric Gilcrease, who's in Norway. And and you know it's yeah, just super cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's just super cool. Um, one of the kids, one of the kids that I, I coached in football, that's just a big time Lanfair kid who's deployed overseas. He FaceTimed me from like Germany, I think is where he's at. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, way to go, coach. You know, and those things make make you realize that it's bigger than you, and it's bigger than the kids in the locker room. It's it's a movement on the north side and I think that everyone that's been a part of it understands it. And I think that um you wanna have the respect of the people that are cheering for you. Yeah. And I think that I think that we fight year in and year out to have that. And I think that we've earned uh we've earned that and we continue to earn that and the only way to continue to keep that is to continue to leave it all on the floor. And that's what I ask my kids every year to do. And if I don't feel like they're going to do it, I won't keep it. Yeah. Um, I'm taking up plenty of your time. I got. I kind of want one more, touch on one more thing real okay. quick. Um, you talk about, you know, SHG winning the state title. And you talk about Metamore winning the state title. And just kind of where you where the, where the not only the 3A landscape is, but the state of basketball. Um, how do you feel like it's going to help you as a program and just the Springfield area to have, you know, not necessarily just the Simeons or just the, the Chicago teams winning state title. Like, it's got to be good for you and for this area as a program to have, you know, not 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 only competitive, but teams winning titles down here to show, okay, this is like, this is legit. Absolutely. I, I think that it shows that it's legit. I think that, um, you know, the two-class system, you, you know, you, you're sitting there and, and – um, you got that stuff up from '83, and you know you're trying to get kids to from 2000 to believe that we can do something that we did 20 years ago. <laughs> and then 
you know, you get a special group of kids that come through with Rich McBride and Andre Godala and they get it done, and then it's kind of like, okay, is it going to be another 20 or 30 years? Because if you look, think about it, both of those teams had NBA guys. Yeah. And that's really how good you had to be to win those 2A state yeah. titles yeah. back then. You know, and um, Rich McBride, we were just talking in the group chat the other day, and Rich McBride was talking about how, you know, Mount Zion had four or five D1 kids, and Pekin had four or five D1 kids, and everybody that they played had all these D1 kids every year, yeah. just year in and year out. And I think that when we went to the four-class system, I think that um, it made it more attainable, and I think that now kids can see that they can do it, and it gives them something to work for, and you don't feel like you're just working for something distant. You know, it's yeah. like... We all want to be millionaires, but you know it's like you get your paycheck and you're like, uh, I got waste. Yeah, I got a ways to go to be a millionaire, you know. And then you're like, we all want to win state, and then you know you go and play these summer games, and then you look up and you get through the first month of the season, and the, the rankings come out, and you're like, well, we've beat the three of the teams in the top four, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then it's like, it is, it, you just you start giving yourself a chance, yeah. And then you give yourself a chance, and then you never know what happens when you get in those games. And then you look up, and then you say, Lanfear's been twice in the past eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Southeast has been. SHG has been and won it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then you've even got girls' teams that are going and playing well. Mm-hmm. You know, our girls have gone. And and then you look up now, and Decatur MacArthur's sitting at 16-2. and two. Yeah. And so, like, but I was telling our kids the other day, and as the brackets come out, and we're looking at what it takes to go win a state title, and it's like... You know, 3A is really loaded, but a lot of the 3A powers over at Metamora, Metamora, Morton, Richwoods, they're all going to play each other and knock each other out of the way. And and so from from a Lanphier High School standpoint, we're sitting here, we're 13 and 9, but we've got dreams of winning a state title. And I tell my kids, I say, we've got to beat Lincoln. Who we lost to our gym, we know. You know, we lost to on the last second shot. We know how that went. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got to beat MacArthur, who we lost to in overtime. Uh-huh. We're hosting a regional. Yeah, you'll have to beat like maybe a Mount Zion. Yeah, and Mount Zion's really good. I don't want to take anything away from it, but you know, you always get those teams from over there that win 26, 27 games. So their record's not intimidating to us. Mm-hmm. We we'll we'll be ready for the challenge at that game presents itself and then you start thinking like okay and then what's coming from the other way well you, you, East St. Louis just beat Centralia who all the talk was about down there yeah. that they just beat them last night and then we lost to East St. Louis two weeks ago yeah. but we were beating them at halftime yeah. and, and you so, played them so you see yeah, it, you yes know, we you played know. them and we, we played them like, again yeah, <laughs> and, and we feel like if we don't let them get 15 offensive rebounds in the second half we can beat them so now I tell my kids we you know we we have to beat Lincoln. We have to beat MacArthur. We have to beat a Mount Zion, and we have to beat uh, East St. Louis. And now you're in the Final Four to go play for a state title. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's too far fetched. Yeah. Now, with that being said, that's no disrespect to the Jacksonville, Springfields, or SHGs or Southeast, because <laughs> any one of them can knock you out in the first round. Yeah. And like I just told our kids the other day, you know, we can't get we can't get too high right now because we beat Southeast twice last year. Mm-hmm. But then we watch them play for a regional championship, yeah. and that's not what we want to do this year. We're hosting the regional. Yeah. We want to be playing in it. We don't want anyone to cut the nets in our gym but us. But I feel like that speaks to exactly what I brought up in terms of everybody around here 
displays that Absolutely. competition. Yes. And they, everybody around here is saying that exact same thing. So, so, hey, we've seen this. We've played them. We know. Like, I just gave the vision for a 13 and 19 that thinks they can win a state title. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Neil's saying the same thing to his kids. We beat, we just beat Lampier at Lampier. We can go do that again and win a regional. Mm-hmm. And then we come back home for the sectional. Yeah. Where so everybody we knows it's to hard to beat them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to beat them. Yeah, and then Tyrese, he's sixteen and two. He's undefeated in the Central State Eight. Yeah, he feels like he can beat anybody. Yeah, and look who they've played in the sectional championship the last Absolutely. two years, where they feel like, hey, if we get that, we win. And, you and, know? Then, and then you think, and then you think about someone like LT, and you say, you know. They just lost City West. better but they've gotten in the last two weeks. Absolutely. Man. And Carlos Day got hurt. He only played four yeah. minutes. So now you LT's like, yeah. exactly. LT's like, my, my point guard seeing double vision. Yeah. If I, he, let me get Carlos in a month and I'll be ready to roll. I'm sure that's what everybody, you know, so so it's not easy. There's no easy out. Yeah. You're going to have to play. You're going to have to be playing your best basketball. But I honestly think that anybody can get there. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. man. Thanks Bye-bye. for your time. A big thank you to Blake for his time and great conversation. Always awesome to chop it up with him. All right, that's a wrap on this week's podcast. Make sure you download the Channel 1450 app sponsored by Lincoln Land. It's a great way to get all the content that we produce in one place right there on your phone. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.